Hello and welcome to the Busby Lane podcast. It's your host Ugo. What a weekend. Um, it's been an amazing weekend of football. Um, great to have football back. I was really excited uh, starting with the Friday game, uh, Wolves versus Leicester. It was kind of a very <laughs> strange game. Ended up with a uh, they ended up drawing each other, which was which was a great result for us in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, Liverpool is always winning games. So yeah, one zero against Norwich, whatever. I mean, let's move on. Give them the league already. Um, but it was it was great to see uh, the Sunday games were were really exciting. Um, last minute win for Spurs against um, Aston Villa, really nail biting. Uh, game uh, for if you're a Spurs fan, but yeah, they, they came they came out of that with with three points, keeping the pressure on. Sad to see uh, Huming Son get injured after that game. I think um, putting my Manchester United loyalty aside, I think one of my favorite players uh, in the league is actually Huming Son. I love the way he plays, so it's 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 a shame to see him injured. It seems like he's going to be out for a very long period. Um, so not looking very good for Spurs. I, I, I mean, grand scheme of things might, might benefit us a little bit. Uh, we've been, we've had our own injury, um, issues, but never good to see a player out, especially a very good player like, uh, like Son. Um, but yeah, but, 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 but Tottenham is, they're really in the, in the race. Um, they're currently sitting in fifth, uh, one point behind top four. Um, coming back from 11 points. So Jose has done some magic um, out there uh, with the Spurs. Um, so I think, it, you know, the top four hunt is really, really in intensifying and it's going to be a very, um, you know, tight race to the end. Uh, but yeah, great to see, um, you know, some good football uh, from Spurs on, on, on Sunday. Um, Arsenal beat Newcastle by four goals to nail. <laughs> so that's that's been, that's Ateta's second win. Um, the first win was against Manchester United, funny enough, but yeah, that was the second win. Um, they, they played, they played really well. I think, um, took their chances really good for, for Arsenal. Um, <laughs> they were giving us a lot of banter on, on Sunday and, um, yeah, so, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, this top four race is not over and, and you can see when you look at the table, you can see that uh, Sheffield United is, is in it. Wolves, Everton, Arsenal are in it. I don't care what people say. I mean, they're only um, they're only six points. Oh, sorry, seven points away from top four. But they're in the mix, right? They're in the mix. So, you know, you can never really write them off. Uh, Wolves are five points away. Um, Sheffield United is... Um, two points away from top four. So the top four race is, is really going to be um, a tight one towards the end of the season. And, you know, let's see how, how things go. But yeah, it was great to have football back this weekend. And yesterday, Manchester United against Chelsea. Um, really, really big, big game for Manchester United. But before I go into the game, let's talk about VAR. And uh, this season, you, you could say that VAR has been um, hit or miss. Um, in some cases, you know, the results, the the decisions have been great. In other cases, it's been really tough um, decisions. And when you look at, you know, yesterday's game, okay, there were three main incidents. Um, in my opinion, I would say one of them was contentious and the rest, uh, you could see why, you know, VAR went the direction it went. Um, the first, the first, decision the the maguire decision i would say maguire probably was a little lucky uh to to get away uh, without even a caution um 
you know, we saw Son a few weeks ago get sent, sent off for a similar incident. I would say, I think his left leg w went up first. I think that was the one that went up first. And you could say, yes, that was, you know, him trying to protect himself, which which was his excuse. Uh, but I think the second one, the one that, that actually um, went into the midsection um, of Bashwai, which, which is never, you know... Um, which is never a really good good thing to have um, impact or contact there. Um, I think that one seemed a little bit more like a kick out. Um, I don't. It didn't seem malicious per se, but but then I think it was unnecessary from from the perspective of if you're trying to protect yourself, one leg is enough. You know, trying to use both legs to to hold up um, an individual that's falling is it's not necessarily it's not necessary just to, to 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 do that and. I would say Maguire got away with that one. If if he got a yellow or a red card um, as a result, I don't think Manchester United fans, uh, some Manchester United fans would have uh, complained a lot. I think we, we got away with that one. And, and I think these sort of decisions are, you know, if you're a Manchester United fan yesterday, you know, you, t you take it with a, <laughs> you, you know, you breathe a sigh of relief and say, you know, we're lucky we got away with that one. If you're a little bit more cynical, maybe you're just happy and say, well, I don't care. Um, and you move on with it. But if you are a Chelsea fan, you have every right to be, uh, to be aggrieved. I, I can understand why um, Chelsea fans were, were not too happy about that particular decision. The second one, which was uh, the disallowed goal from Kodzuma, that one was a bit um, contentious in the sense that, okay, there was a, li a little bit of contact between Fred and Azpilicueta, but I think that was Fred and, and, and Azpilicueta jostling for position. I, I never thought the, the nudge from Fred was enough to to, 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 to pull you know, Azpilicueta down or push him you know, into a position where he's falling. Um, it was a clear push from Azpilicueta to, to Brandon Williams. We could see that very, very clearly. There was a pushing motion, which is why it was ruled off. And more importantly, that stopped or impeded um, Brandon from clearing that ball, which went to Zuma. So I would say that that was a fair decision from the VAR to, to uh, disallow that particular goal because there was a clear, blatant uh, push uh, from Aspiriqueta. Uh, Brandon Williams, I think, would have gotten, you know, would have cleared that ball very easily. He, he was just pushed away from, from clearing the ball. So... Fair play for that one. And and the last one, which is the, the disallowed goal from Giroud. Very good goal, by the way. Um, you could see that, you know, really great cross into the into the 18-yard box. Really unlucky to, to get that one chopped off. But, you know, if you're looking at, the, you know, going by the letter of the law, that is an offside. I don't agree with that uh, particular rule. I think it's a bit unfair on the attackers. We, we love to see goals. We want to see goals in the game. Um, probably one that they need to, to, to take a look at, you know, you know, it's just by a few centimeters or a few meters. I mean, yes, by the letter of the law, it's, it's, it's right to, to call it as an offside, but I think we, we should use a little bit of common sense when it comes to, um, those sort of offside decisions. I think it, you know, offside should be when, when the full body or if a significant chunk of, of the body is, is in, a, in an offside position. But when you have these centimeters and millimeters, then you know, it's it's basically you know, you know, being too precise for being pre too precise sake, and, and and that takes away from the 
from 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 the game itself. So, but yeah. So with, with regards to VAR, I think if you're a Manchester United fan, you'd say yes. A few went, uh, one went for us, and we were we were fortunate to have Maguire on the pitch. Uh, but I think the other two were were fair decisions. If you're a Chelsea fan, you're probably aggrieved about uh, the Maguire one, and, and and probably a little aggrieved about uh, the second one um, against. Um, Aspilicueta, but I think there was a very clear pushing motion from um, Aspilicueta and definitely stopped Brandon from clearing that goal. So I think that's I think that's all I have to say for VAR. I think VAR is is, is still evolving. It's going to take some time for it to to get better to to be to be much more improved. Um, they have to add a little bit more of common sense into it. So you know if a if a referee needs to go and and check out. You know the incident then you know they, they need to go and do that but enough of var let's talk about the game itself first half was a bit strange for the most part um i think chelsea if, if they had uh, you know a, a top firing striker probably be one or two goals up by half time they played um bet like i think both teams were were kind of rusty uh ole alluded to this in, in his post-match press conference where he said um, that we, we, we seemed leggy, which is strange because we had two weeks off. But at the same time, it seemed like there was a little bit of rust, um, you know, starting with Bailly giving, a, <clears throat> giving away the ball chiply. Um, uh, the passes were not crisp. You, you couldn't see the shape in the midfield really clearly um, up until we scored the goal. It was, it was you know, the, the game was hanging in a, in a balance. And, and, and Chelsea didn't have great quality either. I think they, they created some really good chances. Uh, probably Bashwai should have scored one of them. But um, on the balance of things, I think both teams were really a bit rusty in the first half. Uh, great goal from uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka to, to, you know, to Anthony. Um, great cross. Um, love it. Love it. Second assist for uh, Wan-Bissaka. I've been having this argument with my friends and saying, well, Aaron Wan-Bissaka coming from Crystal Palace uh, never had the opportunity to really hone his skills going forward um obviously is a colossus at the back in terms of defending uh but yeah we wanted him to add a little bit more going forward and i think he's beginning to show that uh it's great to see him uh get on the assist um board great great ton and i think the great thing about it is instinctively trying to put the ball in an area where a striker can meet it and that was all he did i don't i don't think he saw martial in that position he just put the ball he whipped the ball into a position where an attacker should be attacking the ball uh martial did very very well to get a, in front of uh christensen and and, and and score that goal i would say maybe christensen was a bit jaded from from the initial um foul on him or i think someone hit him on the face or something like that so uh, you know you could you could say maybe a few things went our way in that game but um great goal nonetheless from from Martial. the second goal was was class uh bruno uh, our first connor <laughs> it's, it's interesting that we're we're really excited about scoring from a corner because we haven't done that in a, in a whole year in the premier league um so it was great to see us score a, a corner finally um and you know we we keep we keep saying this I, mean, I think people who are all out will tell you that he's a poor coach and he hasn't done great and uh with set pieces and things like that but if you want to be fair and you want to fairly judge the team you would say we've not had good uh corner 
cake takers or good set piece takers in a while now and with in Bruno we, we're beginning to see you know what we've missed you know his ability to whip the ball in in a in a certain way uh, you know with with that kind of pace which makes it very easy for uh, the attacker in, in this case Maguire to 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 just guide the ball basically into the net or just hit it in a way that it, it, it any connection really you know will trouble the keeper for sure so uh, we've been a lot of the times when I look at our, our, our set piece stickers, they're either looping it to the back post and it makes it very cumbersome, trying to get Maguire to head it into an area where it causes problems. So it's, it's not been very precise, but with Bruno, we're, we're getting that precise um, uh, set piece, set piece delivery. And, and he could have scored a second one as well. Um, you know, after, after that, after that corner, uh, you know, again, uh, ball came into Maguire. He, you know, he, he got his head on it as well. So, I think if we get the ball in good positions, Maguire, you know, is really good in the air. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to slack him off and say he's not, he's not a great centre back and all that stuff. But we all saw what he did at Leicester. He's, you know, he was great at scoring those goals, and you know, it was one of the things that we said. Yes, we, we're getting a player who can, who can, you know, be an aerial presence on both sides of the pitch uh, in our own box as well as in the position box uh, to get some goals to get a, a few of these goals and and that goal yesterday was massive you know took away the pressure from us gave us some some um um you know brought some stability into the way we're playing some calmness into our play and, and allowed us giving us the platform to go ahead and win that game um, which was very critical so now we're three points behind uh top four which is great to see um we're in seventh position, so there is an opportunity. Uh, if we can, if we can find a run of consistency, if we can find some some form, you know, win two or three games on the bounce, it's going to make a huge difference. Um, I think Chelsea plays Tottenham next, so there's an opportunity for for one of those two to drop points, and and you know, if the if if it's a draw, we could be just you know one point or what? No, yeah, we could be just one point behind um behind chelsea um we could we could we could uh, if we win i guess what for the cut of course and uh, you know and, and maybe we can leapfrog uh, tottenham in the process as well so it it's it's massive that we we find some 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 form um and win some games some some consistency would be nice uh during this period uh but it's been it's been amazing you know otherwise uh you know the the, the result was really good uh it was nice to see bay finally back <laughs> uh first 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 pass from bay was, was scary uh you know almost almost led to an assist but you know we, we this is why we love bay you know he he can be um, erratic sometimes but he is the complete athlete and, and has his physical attributes are just crazy and you know on his day could be you know a really really good center back you know in this league and I, I I'm so happy to have him back we need to give him some time he's been out for a whole year so there is still some rust in his game but 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 he was he was a colossus yesterday at the back and made some really timely blocks. So great to see um, Bayi back. Uh, another really good performance yesterday came from Fred. Um, you know, recovered the ball, ran the midfield very well. Uh, was very tenacious. You know, covered the ground. You know, great recoveries, great interplay with Bruno at times. So uh, you know, Fred is is turning into you know he could. I think Fred. 
Fred can comfortably, you know, we can comfortably say that Fred is probably leading the race for player of the season so far. Uh, he's been very consistent, hasn't had any injuries to deal with yet, but has been really consistent throughout the season um, and has, has played very, very well. I think Fred deserves um, all the accolades he's currently getting and is, is testament to giving players time to improve, giving the team time to grow. This is something that a lot of fans need to get to grips with. We need to build a team and for the team, for the tactics, for everything to succeed, um, the team needs to improve, and it it takes time to for for the whole team to improve. And we can see we can see what's going on. We can see as the season has progressed, certain players have taken um, a step forward, and and it it will continue in that in that vein if we give them some time. So it's very very important that the fans, um, the the board. Um, everyone gives this team time to grow into what we know that they can become. Um, we've spoken about Maguire, you know, great performance yesterday, you know, commanding at the back again, um, you know, great goal for him. Really happy that he, he's, he's finally scored a header for us and uh, his first Premier League goal for the club, you know, captain's for performance yesterday and celebrated like a captain as well. Apparently he told his brother he was going to score, which is, which is exciting as well to, to see. So, uh, really good to see Maguire and and finally Bruno Fernandes um, again. You could see the quality, one time passing. You could see some of the interplay with Fred. I, I can't wait to get the full team uh, in in flow. You know, have Marcos on the left, have you know Martial probably through the middle, and and maybe Greenwood or you know or you know or Dan Dan James on the right, and then have you know Bruno. Uh, behind them, you know, even whether it's just a four three three or four two three one, whatever it is, but I can't, I can't wait to really see the whole team beginning to gel uh, very well. So Bruno got an assist yesterday, two games, one assist, already paying back, um, you know, that fee. Um, we all knew that Bruno Fernandez was going to be successful at Manchester United, and he's beginning to show that he definitely has that quality. Um, during the the, the, the post match reaction, uh, Maguire said. You know, this is a he's a leader as well, right? He he gives this directions on the on the field. He is a leader as well, and that is something to keep note of when we talk about the cultural reset at Manchester United. When we talk about the cultural reboot at Manchester United, the recruitment is a huge part of it. We recruited the captain of of Sporting Lisbon and a player who's really talented as well. So we didn't just recruit a very good player, we, we recruited a leader. And it, it's important to see that some of the players that we've recruited this season, Maguire, no-nonsense uh, footballer, really, really calm, um, collected guy, a leader on the pitch. You could see, you know, conducts himself very, very well as well. Um, you know, you look at, you know, people like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, even Kiel, no-nonsense kind of player as well. These are footballers, and, and that is what the cultural reset at Manchester United looks like. And I can't wait to see what, what Socha does when he, he, he has the, you know, the time to build and, and put all the players that he wants and put, put the team together. Um, it, it's going to be great. Uh, it was nice to see Gallo come on as well for his cameo. Almost scored. Uh, I, was, I was really um, anxious to see him play, and it was nice to see he, you know that brief three-minute cameo from him. Uh, go, went one-on-one -on -one. I think <laughs> funny start yesterday Igalo had the same shots on target as Chelsea <laughs> well I mean I I mean I'm being a bit cynical here but yeah people people have been um, a little too critical of Ole and maybe giving 
frank a little bit of a, a pass. Um, Lampard is a, is a good coach. And, and to be very fair to Lampard, I think when you look at the way they play and the way they set up the, their team to play, you know, you could see that there's something going on. You could see that he has the players to do it as well. But at the same time, you could see that they create chances, they play football the way it should be played. And you can't you can't take that away from 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 Frank's team. Um, I, I enjoyed watching Derby against Manchester United last season. You could see what he was trying to do then uh, when they came and beat us and eliminated us from one of the cups. I don't know if it's the FA Cup or the Carling Cup now. But yeah, I mean, his team came in and you could see the identity there. Um so he's, I think he's a good coach. I, I, I don't think he's, he's a fraud or anything like that. But um, Ole has, has won him three times now, three in a row. Um, first time uh, Manchester United is um, doing a sweep of Chelsea in, in the league uh, for in a, in a very long time. I saw, I saw a very, very interesting stat today um, that I, I, think, I think the stat was saying something like... Um, Solskjaer has won all five of his away games at Manchester United against Chelsea and Man City in all competitions. More than Manchester United has won in their previous 19 such games under Alex Ferguson, David Moyes, Louis van Gaal, and Jose Mourinho combined. So this guy is definitely doing something right. Um, he has Frank's number. I think it's 8-1 this season, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, Frank was a bit salty about about this, and he he, he kept saying, that, you know, we played better, but you know, we keep losing to Manchester United because they sit back and hit us on the counter. Um, to be honest with you guys, right? Um, I I feel like counter attacking football now has this bad rep. It's it's almost like, oh, you're sitting back and you're trying to hit us on a break. Well, if it's that easy, why don't you just do it, right? And then that's my that's my that's my comeback for that. If it's if it's as easy as that, then why don't you just do it? If you think that is, uh, it's easy. I mean, we're, we're in a game where we're here to win win games, right? So if it's if it's very easy to to sit back and hit on the counter, then do it. And none of our games came true. None of our goals came through a counter attack. We we did play um, very very well. Um, created those chances. Um, we didn't create enough clear-cut chances of course but Chelsea is a very good side and again don't forget we're still shot-handed but yeah we have a much better team right now with um with, with Bruno coming into the team and having Odion as well as an option off the bench it shows that we have um you know the team to actually go go out there and, and, and do some good stuff so really excited about it we're three points behind Chelsea right now in, in top four. Uh, probably fifth place might be enough to win the league. <laughs> Who knows? Sorry, to, to get into the Champions League, of course. Winning the league is out of the question. Liverpool has sealed that up. But yeah, getting the Champions League could be fifth place. So um, that win was a, a very critical win for Ole. I, I, saw, I saw Ole come under some stick. And, you know, the Ole outers were, are, are always going to say something um, when teams win games and, you know, and we, we've not played and stuff like that. People, you know lose their stuff uh but yeah we're, we're doing well i i'm really excited about um you know what the future holds for Manchester united we, we i don't know why we have you know we played on monday we, should, we could have played on saturdays or on sunday to give us some time to recover and play bruges because we're playing bruges on thursday um it's going to be an exciting game um of football i i think maybe audion and mason greenwood would start that game it was interesting to see um you know the five-three-two. I don't know. I don't know what I think about it yet. But I think maybe against the big sides, Ole is going with that particular 
formation to to hide some of the weaknesses we have in the midfield. But um, again, it's worked. The fourth clean sheet on the, on the bounce. So interesting times for Manchester United. Um, for Club Bruges, I, I expect that Greenwood and, and Igalo are going to play. I don't know um, if we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see Martial start that game. It, it'd be, you know, it would be nice to rest him for the Watford game on on Sunday. I would expect that we rest some midfielders. I, if we can, maybe we should try to rest Fred, uh, probably play um, Pereira or someone like that. I don't know if Scott is ready to come back. Um, so but we'll see we'll see what what the team news looks like and see how we play in that game. Uh, but before I go, I wanted to talk very quickly about Minoraiola. Um, again, Minoraiola is staring the pot a few minutes to the to the game on uh, against Chelsea. He you know went on a tirade on Twitter. Um, it's annoying to keep talking about this. It's annoying that Ole has to answer questions about Paul Pogba. Um, Ole said that he was gonna build the team around Paul Pogba when he before even before he took the job. When he took the job, first three months, Paul Pogba has he had his best season as a football player ever, period, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Because Ole, you know, designed a team around him, gave him all the freedom he needed, has always, always, always backed him and give, given him a lot of leeway, in my opinion. In, in some cases, you know, giving him way too much, right? And this is what this is where my, my issue is with Pogba. I don't know if he's sensitive enough. I don't know if he's emotionally intelligent enough. I don't think, I, personally, I don't think he is because um, he had his issues with Jose. Jose extended an olive branch by making him, I think, vice captain or captain or whatever it is in in a few games. And he, he went ahead and gave certain interviews against his manager, you know, saying certain things to the, to the media. And then, you know, they had that feud, very, very well-documented feud. Uh, and United decided to back um, Pogba in that situation. And, and, you know, Mourinho got the sack. And I thought, yeah, Mourinho deserved to get the sack. But now you think, okay, fresh slate, you know, how do we move forward from this? Um, Ole is building the team around you. You have your best season ever as a player under this guy as manager. He is willing to build a team around you. He's willing to give you everything to be successful as a football player. And your payback to him is to allow your agent to disrespect the club, disrespect our manager, disrespect, you know, what Manchester United is all about. And for me, I think that's the, you know, if you, if you ask me, I think, Mino, Mino Raiola, Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba's brother, and Paul Pogba's entourage crossed the line when it came to that. And I think he's down to Pogba. Um, I don't care, you know, all, you know, it's not Pogba who said this. It's his agent. His agent speaks on behalf of Pogba. He's his, representa uh, his rep representation. And whatever Mino Raiola says is a representation of what Paul Pogba thinks. And I think Paul Pogba is actively actively disrespecting Manchester United through his agent. I saw, before I started the podcast, I saw Minoraiola trying to backtrack some of the things he said, um, saying that I didn't know that Manchester United had a match, so it wasn't on purpose that I released it before the match, and it may not have been the best time. 
my my words were taken out of context and it may not have been the right platform to discuss it it's never like I, you know i don't care about him backtracking i don't care about him trying to apologize now or you know trying to be it is totally irresponsible of some to, uh, you know this this is the, the, the crazy thing about this is that Paul Pogba is an employee of Manchester United. He gets paid a very hefty salary for Manchester United. He's been away from, from the team uh, since December. The team has has had to fare with him. And he has not really played this season. Let, let's face it. He hasn't. How many games has he played? He hasn't played this season. But Manchester United, you know, has 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 been able to kind of cope without him. And I and right now I don't I don't even see a place for Paul Pogba in that midfield. I don't want him back. I I I I couldn't care less. I mean, he could be the best player in the world. I don't care anymore. I think he needs to go. Um, he has allowed his agent to disrespect us, and I think he needs to go. And I and, and I think that's where that's where I'm at with with the whole Pogba Paul Pogba thing. Um, you know, it, it's really really disrespectful. Really really disrespectful. Going at our manager, um, insulting our manager, and. And Paul Pogba has allowed this to happen uh, by not coming out, by not restraining his his agent and representation, um, allowing them to say a lot of nonsense about the club. Now, Paul Pogba thinks, you know, <laughs> you know, burning a bridge is great. Okay, great. You know, your other teams are watching as well. Do you think they really want someone who's going to be, you know, larger than their club coming in? Um, I hear that nobody wants to pay his fees as well, which is a, which is a huge problem. But I think Manchester United has to find a way to make a deal happen for Paul Pogba to leave. Paul Pogba is not the only midfielder in the world. He is not, you know, okay, he's one of the best midfielders. Okay, he's, he's our best player at the moment, but it's a team sport. We need team players. We need players who want to be here. We need players who want to succeed at Manchester United. And, and I'm done with this drama. I'm done with all this nonsense coming from his agent and his, his representation. Um, if Paul Pogba wants to leave, it's fine. He can leave in the summer, but we don't have to deal with this drama. And it's so unfair that Ole has to deal with this nonsense every single time. Um, again, looking forward to the Club, club Bruges game. Uh, looking forward to what, what, what our season is going to look like moving forward. Can we kick on from this Chelsea win? Is a morale-boosting win, in my opinion. 2-0. Um, three points behind top four. Uh, bring Club Bruges, uh, roll on Club Bruges and roll on Watford on Sunday and let's see how we do. It's your boy Ugo and stay 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 subscribed to the Bosby Lane podcast and I'll have uh, something coming your way very soon. Have a good one. Cheers.